Welcome to Not Your Average Mother Runner Podcast. I wanted to do a quick intro before you listen to today's episode. This episode is part of the Independent Woman Experience series. And it talks about debt. It talks about being a single mom, uh, coming from a Latin culture. But it's really just basic talk. And I wanted to bring this guest in for you to listen, to know that working towards a debt-free life is possible. It's really simple. The way she talks about it is really simple. And it all came down to a mindset, a change in her mindset that basically said, you know, I need to do this for me. And I need to do this not only for myself, but for my children. And I know she mentions a book, and I certainly will put that in the episode notes. But let's be honest. Forget about the book. How many books are written about being debt-free? There's so many of them. How many do you have that's sitting on your shelf? And you don't even read them. Or maybe you read them, and you're still in the same place. It really came down to the mind shift. I know she speaks a lot about the book, but I think as she speaks, it really came down to the mind shift of doing something for her kids, for herself, for her family. So we don't really get into the details of why, you know, if for those of us who come from a a Latina culture or Latin culture, you know, why... We're not given a lot of the, the background and the basics of saving money. Maybe in my generation, I'm not sure how it is in today's generation, but certainly in my generation it wasn't spoken about. But we don't really get into that, and we certainly don't really delve into the importance of having your own savings account and saving money you know, if you're married or you're with someone or as a, as a single woman, Katie really just talks about how she did it, why she did it, and how it's possible. And when you hear how much debt she was in, you listen to how, where she is now, it's mind-blowing. When I had uh, an opportunity to talk to her in a social setting, and she just popped in and started talking about it, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I got to say, because of her, I actually did a lot of the things that she mentioned for my own, my own savings and in my own journey of, of getting to a debt-free life. It impacted me. I, I, I'm going to be honest, there was a mind shift. I had a mind shift at that moment when I heard her speak. And I can honestly say I'm going towards that debt heaven, or I, I don't recall how, what she called it. Maybe she said debt heaven, but or financial heaven. But I'm on my way there. And it was because of how she made it seem so simple, made it seem like it was possible. And I think really that's why I wanted you to listen to this episode and have you listen to her story because I want you 
to believe that it is possible and it is simple, just like she speaks about it. So I hope this episode impacts you in a positive way and you learn something and you truly see how simple and how possible it is to have a debt-free life. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Welcome to Not Your Average Mother Runner Podcast. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Okay, so everybody, I'm so glad that uh, you get to listen to me today. Um, I have a special guest with us. I'll give you a little bit of background how I met her through a mutual friend. And I think that we had a couple of like meetings and we always missed each other. And then finally we did like a Zoom call or a virtual happy hour and she started talking about her story. And honestly, I was just... I was blown away. So without further ado, here is Katie. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're here. Um, so you started talking about a couple of things, but I'm not going to say anything yet because I wanted you to give the listeners your background. So um, I was born in the Dominican Republic and I um, immigrated to the United States when I was 15. Um, and I've been, I lived in Long Branch since 1987. All the way up until 2010 and that's where I spent most of my you know teenage years and young adult years so so from Dominican Republic to Long Ranch um, so I kind of brought oh, well I brought you in here because we were doing that virtual happy hour and you started talking about getting out of debt and how this is something that you know we as Latinas are sometimes not they don't talk about it, <laughs> and uh, yeah. but anyways, you what what you said and just your experience from it was mesmerized by it. Your story. So, can you just give a little bit of the story of money and and being in debt and all that, and how you came into this place where you're like, I gotta do something. Well, yeah, like you said, like um, Spanish women. And Latin people uh, in general, we're not handed down that, you know, money um, structure that, let's say, Europeans or Anglo-Americans, for example, growing up in the Dominican Republic, all my aunts and uncles, they all worked uh, full-time, very hardworking people, but nobody had a savings account. It was unheard of. Mm -hmm. um, so when I came to this country, I got a little part-time job with my father, who was the only saver in the, in the family. It was called a tacaño, which means cheap man, because he likes to save his money. He told me, you know, do you want to open a bank account? Because, you know, I was starting out a, a, a part-time job during the summer. And, and to me, that was like, oh, my God, that's okay. Yeah, sure. That's amazing. And that's how it all, it all started with me. And it felt good to save at the time. Um, then 
when I started dating the, my ex and the father of my children, he was a shopaholic. So <laughs> when you have somebody who doesn't have a financial structure to begin with, and then, you know, getting together with a shopaholic, you know, it's chaos waiting to happen. So then it began, it began the vicious cycle that we all have, buy everything on credit, buy more than you make, spend more, go to the movies every weekend, go out to eat. And it was, it just became a slippery slope. This was in my 20s and 30s. And when, um, when we separated, and um, I'm a single mother of two, I was in debt. I was in, I was negative $315,000 in debt. That's including my, my house, of course. And when I sat down thinking about what am I going to leave my kids? Cause now this happened 40 years. Ago. I mean, um, four years ago when I was 40, I was like, what am I going to leave my kid? And so that hit me. And I started looking for some finance books at the library. And I came across an article by Dave Ramsey. And this article talked about, you know, baby steps and how to get rid of debt. And I'm like, well, you know, I never had a teaching from my, you know, an experience of, fin of financial management at home. You don't get it at school. I'm like, well, let me look at this book and see what Dave Ramsey has to say. And sure enough, it was amazing. Seven baby steps. And, you know, you, you start by paying off the smallest debt. Once you pay off the smallest debt, this becomes addictive. You feel good that you pay off, paid off this debt. You feel accomplished. And so, I continued doing it. And to begin with, like I said, I did like saving as a child from my father. Nobody else in my family, just my dad. And so this felt really good. You know, next thing you know, and it was very difficult. But next thing you know, four years later, I'm free of debt except for my mortgage. And I actually have a net worth in, in the, you know, positive numbers. But it was not easy. And, you know, it was, again, you have to find the structure. You have to find... Um, the information wherever you wherever you can because you don't get it at home right yeah that that's crazy <laughs> that's a lot of debt and it, that's when you said that number to me when we talked and I that's what I was just like wow I mean it was yeah. very motivating for me because you know if, if she can do it then I can do it, you know? So when you talk about that book and I've heard about it, what is it Dave Ramsey Dave Ramsey. And he, where he's the not getting any money from this, by the way. No. <laughs> no. We're not promoting um, him. <laughs> not at all. And, um, you know, everybody, you know, learns different. But I, I got the book. It was Total Money Makeover. And they have a Spanish version, too. Wow. Which yeah, which I recommended to my cousins in the Dominican Republic who don't speak English. Or even Latinos that live here that don't speak English. They could, they could get it. And again, like I said, it's just very pragmatic. It's very... Um, easy to follow step one save a thousand dollars for emergency that way you don't have to go to your you know savings account then number two um pay off debt starting with the with the with the smallest debt it's just very simple to follow seven steps and you're in financial heaven <laughs> wow so like when you were talking about the step like does he have you do something very specific is it very specific as uh like putting money aside or how do you how, like how does it go oh yeah absolutely so like i said the first thing is save a thousand dollars for emergency which can you believe most people don't even have four hundred dollars saved aside yeah. for emergency so if you have a flat tire tomorrow you, you go into your savings if you even have that it's very, it's, it's sad. And 
a percent of Americans right now don't even have enough for a $1,000 emergency. So that's the first step. Second step, he says, make a budget. Because we, when you don't make a budget, you don't know where your money goes. Right. And you, you think you have more than you do. And there's nothing easier than using a credit card or a debit card. So make a budget. And he, his MO is use cash. Don't use credit card, leave your debit card at home. People think they need credit card, they don't. What you can do with a credit card, you can do with a debit card, but you have you need to have money in the account, right? Right. So that's that's one of his MO. Again, very simple things, things that make sense, you know, like have a little, you know, thousand dollars for emergency. Stop using credit cards. Very, very simple. Um, and anybody can follow it. You know, you don't you don't need a, you know tools, you don't need a computer, a calculator, you just read the book, follow the steps. You know, I think that I think the reason why he got the money because it's like physical, it's tangible, and like you can almost feel it going somewhere where it you just you know what I mean? Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> you know? And then you're like, damn, I don't got any more money in my pocket, you know? Um with the credit card, yeah, you don't see you. it. You don't see it. And you know what? I did that you with don't. my daughter and she was like, you know, she I gave her, I said, Okay, I'm gonna give you twenty dollars. And she spent it with less than an hour. And she goes, oh, my God. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> like, that, that is like, that is the greatest advice you can give is to use cash money because you can yes. see it go someplace. And then you almost think to yourself, Do, should I? Should I buy this? Should I take this out of my purse? Using yeah. a credit card and a debit card is so just too easy. And, it, and that gets you in trouble. Yeah. Um, there was also a technique that I used for a couple of months and it's amazing. Uh, the, the money jar where you get four jars, one for your miscellaneous, uh, one for gas, one for food and one for entertainment, because you know, that's one thing you cannot like give up entertainment. You, right. It's no good. Right. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I love going out to eat. I love going, <laughs> you know, places. So and that saves you a lot of money because when the money, when the jar is empty, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And I did that for four months. Oof, amazing. amazing. Did you ever double really dip? <laughs> did you ever say, let, me, <laughs> let, let this jar borrow from, from that jar? Yes. <laughs> I do that a lot. But it's okay because it was in the jar. So as long as right. you don't go into, you know, savings, you're good. So this is like real cash in the jar. Real cash. Wow. You okay. put in the cash in the, yeah. Some people use the envelopes. I'm sure you probably heard yeah, of the Yeah, I envelopes. heard about the envelopes, yeah. The envelopes. Yep. Uh, the envelopes are a little complicated for me because I don't like using purses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and then again, you don't see it, but the jars are right there in the kitchen. Right. You see them every day. You're like, hmm, I still got some money for entertainment kits. Right, like, oh. right. So when you were going through this whole process and you started, did you ever receive like any backlash from your family? Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why do you need to do that? Why provide any or give you any challenges to get to your goal? Absolutely. And to be honest with you, I just got done with uh, baby step number two, paying off all my debt back in uh, February. So it was four, four long years. Um, and yes, of course. I mean, you know, it was a it was a thing where the girls were always going out, always going to fancy restaurant. I'm like, ooh, I, I, I it's out of my budget this week, but next week <laughs> starts a new budget. I can go next week, and they would look at me like I was crazy, and then they would look at me like, 
you need to do your nails. I'm going to $60. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to the hair salon. No, it's not in the budget. No. Um, and so it would be like saying no to the invitation from the girls to go to the spa. I'm like, no, I don't have $150 for a spa day. I cannot do it. You know, and you make sacrifices. And they thought I was crazy. And it, it, it's hard, um, especially if you have as much debt as I have. And not too many people have. Like I said, I was living with a shopaholic for 18 years. So not too many people have that many debt, I hope. Right. Um, yeah. So, so uh, you know, I make sacrifices. You give up things. You, you know, you, you don't go to the movies every, every weekend. Um, you budget. You put everything in your budget. Um, let me tell you a funny story. My cousin was visiting from the Dominican Republic, and this was during my financial freedom journey. Uh, <laughs> so she came to visit, and I remember she was coming for a week. So I made a budget because I'm like, I'm going to take her out, take her out. I'm going to show her a good time, and this is how much money I have to spend. Right. I forget how much it was. I think I had like $900 to set aside just for that week for her to take her places, eating, uh, you know, travel, whatever. And it's so funny because she was like, oh, my God. She, like if we went out to eat, she was like, oh, let me pay. I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. I got it. It's in the budget. She was like, you're spending so much money and you're on this journey. I, I feel guilty. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to feel guilty because it's in the budget. Yeah. As long as I don't go over it, we're good. I said, right, when I go right. over it, then you pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time and I did not go in debt and I didn't go into my savings either. So as long as we budget, you can have all the fun you want until yeah. the money runs out. Right. So I know you said something about, well, you were talking about how your, it was your ex who was the shopaholic. Do you think that if you didn't have that person in your life, just, just not having that person in your life, do you think that you would have found yourself in this situation? Maybe not as much, but do you think that he was the catalyst? I mean, he obviously was the one who brought in all the debt. But prior to him, were you good with money or, or were you so-so with money? How were you prior to him? So prior to him, I was not that good with money. Like I said, I did have a savings account, unlike most people in my family. But I like shopping and I like shoes. Um, <laughs> what girl <still> does it? <laughs> I was not a shopaholic per se. Like I didn't have to buy everything I saw and I didn't buy things in bulk that you know was on him but I, I I still did I mean I I like shopping for clothes I like shopping for shoes um I love vacations so of course so I if, I can't blame him entirely it's just that there was a problem already and then someone else came and made it just a bigger problem so it was a 50 50 yeah okay okay so besides the book um, do you know of any other resources that are out there? I mean, he, he obviously puts it in Spanish, which is kind of crazy. I mean, is it in different languages or is it English and Spanish? You know, I don't know how many other languages he has it in. Um, I know that the Spanish book he collaborated with, um, a Spanish author, this, um, a Mexican author, I forget the name, but, uh, there's podcasts. I follow, like I said, also, I got a lot of financial books from the library. His is just more streamlined and easier to follow and easier to read mm -hmm. uh, than most financial books. Most financial books get into, you know, 
ROI, yeah, you know, dry. things like that. And it's still, <laughs> yeah, it's a little, yeah, a little overwhelming. You have right. to know a little bit of finance where this one is just for the average Joe, which is mm. his appeal, actually, you know, even though he's a millionaire, but he appeals yeah. to the average Joe because the way he communicates with people and he has a podcast and it's very good too, because people call in and talk about their experiences and you have people calling in that unbelievable people making $50,000 a year, paying off $200,000 of debt, just following the system. So yeah, I mean, anybody can do it and anyone can do it. You can, you can make $50,000 a year and get out of debt. Okay, so even though you, the, the resource of having this book helped you, I almost feel like you also have to have this change of mindset. So what was it that changed your mindset and, and got you to the point where you are right now? Because, you know, let's, let's be real. You know how much shit is out there for resources on saving money and, and so easy to use. And it, how many times have you seen in someone's shelf? <laughs> and, but yeah, it has yeah. to do with the, yeah, it has to do with the mindset. Like for you, what was it? I mean, it, 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 yes, you're right. Something has to click to be honest with you when you see it in black and white. When I put all my debts and my assets together and I saw that I was on negative numbers by that much, that does something to your sidekick. You know what I mean? It, it, at first you're depressed. Like how, how did I get credit cards, credit cards, personal debts, but you have to see it in black and white. So my advice to people is sit down, write down all the numbers, all your debt, even, even if you owe your friend five bucks, write it down. And when you see that number, if that doesn't do something for you, I don't think anything will. Yeah, that is, yes, that's huge. In fact, I, I do that. I mean, and then you look at that number yeah. and I have it like right in front of me. Yeah, I mean, no one can see it right now, but I have like every debt that I have, how much I, I owe, the total, and then what's my plan to pay, you know, what's uh -huh. the goal date for each. And when you see that number, <laughs> it, you know, it's eye-opening. You know, as a single mother of two kids, I remember, because this, this was, maybe it was more than four years old, maybe five, but I sat the kids down because you, everybody has to be on the same page. You, everyone in the household, things are going to change. Mommy needs to do this for her and for you and for your future and for your grandchildren. Um, and everybody has to be on the same page. So we sat down, we had a conversation. They understood, they were very smart, and that's how we did it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to do it. If they hadn't been on board, how can you, how can you do something excluding your family from it? You can't. Right. How young were the kids when you were going through this? So the boy, when I started, it was 13, 14. And my daughter was about 17. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I almost thought that maybe when you started them young. <laughs> but, you know. I, I, I wish, listen, I wish I had started a long time ago. I wish I had found this. Like, you know, when I hear, cause I follow a lot of financial freedom journeys on Instagram, you know, and people share a lot of techniques and tips. And I see a lot of young kids, well, I read about a lot of young kids doing this in their twenties. I'm like, that's amazing. Nothing can stop you. If you're debt free in your twenties, <laughs> nothing can stop you. I mean, I started when I was 40, so anyone can do it. But if you can do it earlier, that's even better. So when Absolutely. you were talking to the kids and you're telling them, okay, I'm going to, this is how it's going to be, you know, I'm going to be doing, this is, we're going to be on a budget. Did, did they take it well? 
Well, like I said, they're very smart and wise beyond their, their years. <laughs> Smarter than me. But to them, it was a, like fun, you know, at the time and a little bit of a challenge. So they embraced it. I mean, you know, as long as we had some entertainment, you know, <laughs> in the, in the budget. <laughs> Absolutely. What, what, what do you mean? What do you mean a budget mom? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But you do, you, and you have to include what, what they like, what they need. You have to include that in the budget. I know I, I asked you this, um, and I, I think you probably already brought it up a couple of times, but what is, well, actually, let me ask you this before I say this last question. Um, so where are you now today? Like, so you're debt-free except for the mortgage, and how, what are your plans? Like, what, where are you, where's your mindset with budgeting and everything else okay so um the where i am now is like you said debt free except for my mortgage um i'm about to put the house uh, on the market you know as soon as this whole covid 19 situation gets better um and then i'm what i want to do is um get into real estate in investments oh, flipping nice. houses because I will have the money for it, because yeah. I will have the cash available. Right. That's one of the main things. Like if you're gonna invest, make sure you invest in cash so you don't have to, you don't owe anybody anything. Right. And the money that you make is your own. So that's one thing that I wanna do. And um, also I want to I have some investments abroad and I, I wanna make apartments to rent or sell again, because I have the cash available. Um, the next step is in terms of following um, the financial freedom journey that I've been on. Uh, my friends laugh when I say that phrase. Why? <laughs> but, no, uh, why next, do you say that? Why do you say that? Financial freedom, because it's a journey to financial yeah. freedom. So <laughs> I love it. I love saying it. <laughs> but the next step, the next step is, um, since I have, you know, like, um, col uh, college money for the kids, I have to save that too in the whole process. Um, it would be, like I said, the real estate and maybe buying a house that I can pay, uh, not cash, at least 50% down. Wow. Imagine that paying for a house 50%. Yeah. Damn. Which is, yeah, which is what most of us should be doing. But yeah. like I said, we're brainwashed to believe that, that we can buy a house with zero down. Like that's right. the biggest mistake. If anybody advises you that run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Run. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like I said, the, the last question, I know you've mentioned it a couple of times. What is the greatest piece of advice that was given to you? Or what important advice would you give to women that are in debt right now? Do a budget and stick to it. And do not borrow any more money from now. Just don't. If you don't have the cash, don't buy it. Don't get it. Just don't. So no more debt starting now and do a budget and stick to it. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing. Okay. All right. That's great. $300,000 uh, debt free <laughs> for, from four years. Yeah. In four years. That is a huge accomplishment. And that, honestly, that is why I wanted you to come in here and talk to other women about this, especially single moms. Um, because first of all, divorce is, uh, hits the pocket hard <laughs> and, you know, and you're left with some debt depending on, you know, how the divorce 
was finalized. And uh, I want women to know that it is possible. Four years is nothing. When you think about it, four years is nothing. $300,000 in debt, that is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Katie, thank, thank you me. so much for coming on here. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we go? Oh, well, no, just basically moms sit down with your kids. They will understand and just teach them so that they don't have to learn at the age of 40. So yeah, yes. <laughs> let's pass this information down early. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. We're on the same boat, Katie. Okay. We're both in our forties. So I yeah. feel you. <laughs> it's like <Yes>. now. <laughs> um, all right. So thanks. Thanks again. I appreciate for you taking the time to come in here and I'm so grateful for you being here with us. Awesome. Thank you for having me at any time. Thanks, Harvey. Bye.